welcome. This is ActiveSpirituality.life. It is a weekly forecast program with astrology and a guided meditation activation to help you make the most of your week. It's run by Pamela Cuchinell, that's me, the astrologer, and Susie Mazzoli, Master Healer. We invite you to find out more about our individual work, Susie Mazzoli, susiemazzoli-healer.com, or insightoasis.com for astrology. You can also find both of us at activespirituality.life, and we look forward to your joining us every week. Please share with your friends. Here we go. Welcome, everybody, to, well, I guess this is already the fourth week of January. Pam is going to let us know all about the week starting January 22nd, Monday. I will be back then for our meditation. And as you know, we are ActiveSpirituality.life, Pamela Cuchinell and Susie Mazzoli. Okay, Pam, what's in store for this fourth week? Well, welcome January 22nd. Yes, Pluto is still in Aquarius and will be for a while. So what's happening on this day is the moon is in the sign of Gemini. <laughs> and it goes void, of course, at 3.40 p.m. That's Eastern Time. And then it enters Cancer at 4.51 p.m., so you know, a little over an hour. So what happens in the void of course moon time is that the moon is not making any more geometric pictures with another heavenly body before it changes signs. And when that occurs... People are not as emotionally invested in outcome. Now, this can change based on how it's affecting your personal horoscope or someone else's, but that's the general um, emotional weather of the day, uh, of the period, rather, of the void, of course, moon period. So for this hour, moon and Gemini, Gemini void, it's best to clear your desk, um, do things on projects already in motion. Uh, certainly do not change horses in midstream. Don't decide you're doing something other than had planned because spontaneity, although it may seem compelling, won't necessarily work out as you had intended. Once the moon enters the sign of Cancer, then we're in a much more harmonious energy for getting things done. Because when the moon's in Gemini on this particular day, uh, things, it's not necessarily that they won't work out, but there can be a, a, a give and lose in certain situations or an overextension that happens or an overpay that happens. So if possible, it's best to wait until that moon enters the sign of cancer. And once that happens, then we have a, a period of time where energetically productivity is higher we're still in the waxing moon cycle, and outcome is a bit more fortuitous. 
especially for anything that you're kind of following your gut with or going with in an intuitive way, something that is a creative process or a a spiritual mandate, anything that feels like it has a vision to it, these things really... The, the benefits are exponential. As long as we're going from a higher octave of love, that's very important over the next couple of days. In general, I would say it's always important. <laughs> but uh, this period of time, particularly rich for allowing the heart to guide you. So that goes into the evening of Monday the 22nd, the 23rd. And on the 23rd, a few things happen. One is that the planet Venus enters Capricorn. Now, Venus runs through signs unless it's retrograde period, tend to be a few weeks' time. They aren't, you know, they aren't like months and months and months or years. But when it moves into the sign of Capricorn, we are basically working with things that want some sort of um, manifestation return, so something tangible. It's Venus, so it. what that means is it's it's not one of the heavyweight planets, but nonetheless, it has an effect. So overtures that are more than just words have stronger impact during this period of time. And it doesn't have to be stuff. You know, it can be a physical hug or a, a well-placed pat on the shoulder or just showing up, oh my God, I cannot underestimate the value in showing up. For instance, if there's a friend in need, it's more valuable to show up than just to say, well, if you need anything, call me. Give that person a physical help sign in some way. Hey, do you want me to take the kids for an afternoon? We can go to the zoo and give you some time off. I mean, whatever can be done to show up is really important over this period of time. And, well, in general, it's always good. Let me get that as well. But When Venus goes through its Capricornian cycle, it reminds us that, yes, words and concepts are lovely, but we also, at times, need to think about the mundane things that let someone know you're really there for them. You're going to meet them at 7 o'clock. You show up at 7 o'clock, not 7.15. In the later evening today, through tomorrow, the 24th, in the early evening, we are in this really nice time that's all about 
giving something that has a, 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 a as I said earlier, the spiritual return, the extra, the higher octave of love. And it's very, very um, fertile. So the seeds you plant, the things you do, the follow-through that happens really, really has a tremendous return on the evening of the 23rd through uh, most of the day on the 24th. Then the moon goes forward, of course, at 5.58 p.m. Eastern Time. It enters Leo, but not until the wee hours of the next day, the 25th, Thursday of January. And this is also the day moving forward that we get the full moon. So here's the thing about the evening of the 24th. The moon is void, of course, but it's void, of course, in the sign of Cancer. So cancer is one of the signs that it actually is the the main sign connected to the moon. Uh, It's considered in its natural placement when the moon is in the sign of cancer. So when it's void, of course, it basically is still very much in its elements. So it may not be making connections to other planets, but it's in its happy place. It's swimming in (laughs) territory it knows very well. So this is a tremendous evening for regeneration, for doing things that just follow the instinct, follow the gut, get that emotional return. So you can still really get those benefits of that, as I said earlier, higher octave of love. When the moon goes into the sign of Leo on the 25th, we are in different energy because what's happening is Leo is a it's a fire sign it's what we call fixed energy it's, so it's very it sticks to the task whatever the task is and this is also the full moon the full moon is exact at 12:54 p.m. eastern time on this day and so what that means is that Leo moon is being lit by the sun in Aquarius so I always say that Aquarians are Leo wannabes, you know, like Leo is the sign that's, look at me, aren't I wonderful, I'm dancing in the middle of the room, my hair is flowing around me, or my beautiful bald cranium, it's amazing how many men especially Leo, Leo rising men end up bald, but they're beautiful. You know, they're beautiful bald guys. So the Leo has no shame in asking for attention, whereas its opposite, opposite sign, Aquarius, often gets attention, but it's not necessarily because it's standing in the middle of the room asking for it. It's wearing something a little unusual. It's standing apart, being involved in something no one else is. It's like, how do I get attention by being different? And I can imagine a bunch of Aquarians saying, no, no, that's not me. But (laughs) nonetheless, there is a badge of honor 
in being a strong individual that's very Aquarian. So what's happening when the full moon is in the sign of Leo is that Leo moon is being lit by the warmth, the attention, the light of the Aquarian sun. So this is when we can really sink in to our unique individuality. I mean, everyone is born with that divine child potential, which is the heartbreak of our planet, that so many people are born without the same opportunities, recognition, love, attention, that if they had that warmth of community, which is Aquarius energy, the community recognition of, oh, wow, a new energy, a unique soul has been born into the world, then they could blossom into their full potential. And yes, there can be an inordinate amount of attention on some <laughs> <laughs> on some people, which is certainly more than necessarily they warrant, but the the full moon asks for balance. So when we're in this full moon energy, it is ideal when the individual feels appreciated for their worth, their gift, what they're bringing in. <clears throat> Now, this particular full moon indicates that there's going to be some acting out. There will be acting out from people who don't feel they get, have their due. Uh, there will be, like, the the sudden breakout moment where, oh, my God, we've never noticed how amazing this contribution actually is. <laughs> so there's a lot of ways this can spin. <clears throat> And for each of us as individuals, I suggest that, you know, especially in the morning in the dream state when you're waking up, tap into your, your personal power source. What is it that makes you feel as though I have something to say, to contribute, to, to accomplish and if you're feeling like it's not being heard, then recognize it in some way. Jot it down on an index card. Uh, put it on your desktop, a uh, visual or something that just reminds you of this. Um, talk to yourself in the mirror. Do something that acknowledges you recognize that light within you. And then carry it into your day. I mean, oftentimes a, it's like a switch inside of us when we start to really trust that switch and sit into it instead of, oh, woe is me or no one's noticing this amazing contribution I can make. It doesn't get seen necessarily. So self-acknowledge and... Ask for acknowledgement among the people you know. Remind people, hey, you know, I'd like some recognition for this contribution. I'd like a hug, a smile, a, a thumbs up, some kind of recognition. 
and it can come. But sometimes we have to, yeah, I know it's annoying, but ask for it. And at the very least, give it to yourself. Because what this full moon can give us and bring us is the reminder of how we have to break out of that box. Whatever box the community, the outer world has put us in that is not comfortable. How do we break out of that box so that we're able to realize or at least self-acknowledge the wonder within? So Friday the 26th, Uranus goes direct. (laughs) Now Uranus, if we hadn't taken action on Thursday the 25th with this self-acknowledgement or some sort of return or suddenly, oh my God, they noticed at work everything amazing I do. Then on the 26th, when Uranus goes direct, Some cages may be rattled. Something may happen that brings some sort of acknowledgement, recognition, uh, word is said. Something occurs that can shake the cage a bit. Now, this can be bad or good. Uranus is, I think of it as um, neutral energy. It's it's about change. It's about... bringing our attention to something, some sort of surprise, something unexpected that happens, something that's seemingly out of the blue. So that's why when we see a transit or something coming, it's really valuable to look and see what is it I haven't noticed? What am I not paying attention to? How long can I ignore the fact that I have to Um, let steam out of the balloon before it pops or (laughs) a classic example is something in your household that you just keep ignoring 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 or something with your car or your computer and then you've just pushed it too far So we don't want to do that. Certainly we don't want to do that with any human or emotional thing. And we it behooves us not to do it with anything that would disrupt our routine. So maybe in the early part of the week, if there's something that you think as I'm talking about, like, "Eh, I really should attend to that, attend to it. So that way that by Friday the 26th, when... Whatever happens when Uranus goes direct, you're not necessarily directly affected by it. You will be if it's uh, hitting you somewhere in your uh, personal horoscope. But it's always best to kind of lessen the hit if possible. Um, I'm trying to think how I'm going to do that for myself. But, um, but yeah, it's always good to lessen that hit. So on Friday the 26th, the other thing I have to mention, uh, it goes direct. It actually goes direct depending on where you are in the world, but in uh, Eastern time zone, it's 2.35 a.m. on Saturday the 27th, but somewhere in the world, it's occurring on the 26th. So 
basically what happens when Uranus changes direction, either goes retrograde or goes direct, is there often is something that happens on the world stage that feels like a surprise, a shock, an unexpected thing. It often is actually in the earth, so a a climate terror uh, uh, Gaia event. I, in order to pinpoint exactly what that would be, uh, we look at world horoscopes and we guesstimate what that might look like. I haven't done that, but for anyone who knows their personal horoscope, this uh, stationing direct happens at 19 Taurus, five minutes. So if you have a planet, uh, a fixed planet, Leo, Aquarius, Taurus, or Scorpio, around 19 degrees, you may be feeling something. If it's not necessarily a fixed sign, but it's still touching something in some way, that 19 degrees is going to be a critical degree in your horoscope. So... It doesn't have to be earth-shattering, but it's uh, something comes to our attention. And then on Saturday the 27th, as I said, that's kind of a continuation depending on where we are on the planet. I should also add the moon has gone void, of course, at 4.19 p.m. on the 26th. It enters the sign of Virgo at 2.11 p.m., So that's early afternoon. And once it's in the sign of Virgo, we I I always think of Virgo as a reminder for us to make sure our routines are working. The thing to keep in mind with this particular transit through the sign of Virgo on the afternoon evening of Saturday into Sunday is that the more you balance your spiritual life with your mundane life, the easier the coming week and beyond will be. So what that means is if you're sacrificing things like meditation, whatever gives you spiritual refreshment, focus for the work you feel you must get done, um, it's could be a reckoning weekend for you. So it's it's important to try to balance those pieces, especially things that have to do with food, relationship, and rest. And now I turn it over to Susie. Thank you so much, Pam, for letting us know all about this week. Okay, let's jump into our meditation. And we are going to really hone in on this concept of divine uniqueness that's a nice concept for us so let's just take 10 minutes find yourself in a nice place of quiet maybe if you can try and be alone during these meditations try and be sitting up in fact it's really good if you are sitting up with a nice straight back so that you are 
really activating those nerve centers and allowing for the energy to move through you. Meditation is done traditionally always in a seated position. Okay, let's take a few deeper breaths, find ourselves settling in. And as you do, visualize that all of your energy, if you think of it being kind of scattered all around you, or like you might have like a messy room, just imagine everything coming in and coming into your center so that if you have thoughts in the future, thoughts in the past, if you are busy in the mind, just imagine everything collapsing back in to center. And you can visualize center for this meditation, let's visualize center at the solar plexus, at the place, the chakra beneath the heart chakra and above the belly chakra. We call it also the central sun. And that chakra, the solar plexus chakra, is all about our personality it's about our ego. It's about our motivation. And because it's about really about our personality, it's also really about our uniqueness. So let's visualize all of the energy coming into that center. If you think of it like a sun, just collecting all of the rays of the sun and bringing them back in, allowing them to collapse in on themselves and be this very, very powerful core energy. Visualize that energy as a beautiful, bright yellow, strong yellow, not a murky color, not an orange or a red, but a very strong yellow color. Inside that yellow color, visualize, imagine your uniqueness as an energetic form. Know that encapsulated within this chakra is everything that makes up you. And amazing as it is, as billions of people that we are on this planet, this planet that we share with trillions and billions and gazillions of other animals, other creatures, other life forms, we are individual. There's something within each and every one of us that makes us totally different to all the others around us. And of course, we share so much in common. But let's highlight all of the things that make us different. All of the good things, all of the things that we consider to be beneficial, to be creative, to be special. All of the 
bits and pieces of us that make us unique. And let's bring some warmth, some appreciation. Let's bring some gratitude to that uniqueness. And let's also maybe bring some fire to that uniqueness. Fire is the element of the solar plexus chakra. Fire, which brings warmth, which brings light, which allows things to transform. We can take this moment now in our meditation to allow any parts of ourselves that we want to transform, to bring them into the fire, to bring them into the warmth and the light and to allow them, perhaps parts of our personality, allow them to transform, to transform into something that is really good for us, really good for the people around us, really good for the planet. And as you're bringing more understanding and more awareness, as you're bringing more light and warmth now, to this special part, to the solar plexus. Visualize too now that the solar plexus energy is growing larger and larger. And it's growing up into the heart chakra and down into the belly chakra. And then this beautiful color of yellow is now spreading out all the way throughout your body so that your whole body now is bathed in this beautiful yellow light and bathed in the warmth, the light, the fire, motivating all parts of yourself, enlivening and empowering all of your being, bringing you confidence, healthy confidence, courage, Courage to be yourself. Courage to stand out from the crowd. Courage to really appreciate your own being. Self-love. And with that, a huge dose of self-awareness and humbleness, being humble, being a part of this world with your uniqueness and also having meaningful, productive, creative conversations and actions. 
able to bring yourself into this world in a positive, in a useful and meaningful way. As each and every single and special individual now starts to really wake up. As we take a few deeper breaths, bringing this beautiful yellow light outside of our bodies to the environment around us, bringing empowerment and awareness to the world around us and visualize everybody now all over planet Earth within this beautiful beam of yellow light, empowerment of the solar plexus, bringing peace and understanding to all beings everywhere. As you take a few deeper breaths, gently opening your eyes and feeling this energy now, feeling energized and taking this now into action in the world around us. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Thank you so much, Pam, and love now. You have been listening to Susie Mazzoli and Pamela Cuccinell of activespirituality.life. If you've enjoyed this program, consider a donation. You can find the link for that, activespirituality.life. Regardless, we look forward to having you join us again for next week's podcast. Please share and have a great week.